0: And now, coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee, this is The Drop Set with your host, Darren Starr. Oh boy, I feel like I owe everyone here a big apology. I have been slackin'. Who slacking? Yes, that is me. That is my middle name, Darren Slacker Star. So, thank you all for joining me and uh, keeping your subscriptions active to the drop set. Um, uh, I know it may—it's uh, been uh, a couple weeks, I think—and what I've found out is that. Um, Summer is weird. Um, summer is weird. So my wife is a teacher. She's off for summer. And, um, you know, my schedule doesn't really change. But at the same time, my priori- my priorities do shift around a little bit. And definitely this summer, um, I've been undertaking a huge, huge home renovation project. If you've been following me on Instagram I have been designing, demoing, and rebuilding a giant deck from scratch. So, um, if you do follow me or if you don't follow me on Instagram, check it out Darren underscore star. Go to my profile under my highlights. Um, I have a, a chronicle of what I've been doing there, and it's just about done. So, what I'm thinking, you know, all the all the big stuff is done you know if we wanted to have a party over here and entertain some people we certainly could so um i've still got a little bit of paint work some touch up a little bit of caulking around here and there um i need to install a gutter for the um rain catchment system underneath and you know just install a couple ceiling fans and some lights down below but that's all stuff that can be done in you know a weekend more or less so all the big heavy lifting structural stuff and and safety stuff is done so um, at, that time, at that point now, I'm like, all right, what's next? And what's next is some me time. So um, I'm going to be um, undertaking a little bit of a cut um, coming up here. I'm going to be doubling down on some podcast stuff as well, so what you can expect from me going forward is weekly. I do intend to put out a full episode like this one, somewhere in the 45 to 60 minute range, but also probably spit out one or two shorter ones that are maybe like 10 or 15 minutes long, so um, that is kind of what's on the agenda. I definitely want to ramp some things up here, so um, by all means, you know, if if you enjoy what you're listening to here when I periodically put something out every, you know, two to three to four weeks... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, go and wherever you listen to this. If it's iTunes, if it's Stitcher, CastBox, you know, anything else, um, leave a review. Let me know what you think. I greatly appreciate that. Um, last episode we were here, we had, um, a great listener Q and A segment. Like my, uh, my, um, answering machine, my, my service inbox was kind of blowing up for a little bit there. We had three good questions. Um, and then it's been two weeks and I've got nothing. So, <laughs> I'll put out the call again for any questions. I'd love to be hitting up the Q&A on the regular. So the number for that is 865-518-2974. And of course, the um the the website for the podcast a- anything and everything related to what you're listening to here um is uh the So and that t- actually takes you to my website and uh it's just a page on the website. So once you're there, you can read more about me, what I do, the coaching services that I offer, my workout plans that I have, have um view client photos and all that good stuff so enough about me um uh let me see here um speaking of um the um the oh yeah yeah so the website i'm I'm going off no notes here by the way and it's been a long day i've been working outside i don't think i have any heat stroke or anything like that i i think i'm uh in in my right brain Uh, i'm just a little little scatter shot here um so, uh, on the website, um, I do have a poll question from from last episode, and then we'll talk about the new one here as well. So, the last one said, um, do you feel you consistently push as hard on the gym as you can? We had some honesty here. Um, 71% of people responding to that said no. And full disclosure, I was one of them. So, 29% of the people say yes, to which I say, prove it. Um, I want to see what that looks like. Um, just because... I don't know. I think I think it's, it. and to be fair, the question is, do you consistently push as hard in the gym as you can? Not always, because if, if the question was always and anybody answered yes, I'd call you out as BS. I don't buy it. I've known people that say they do, but it ain't, it ain't the case. It is very, very rare to see that happening. As far as consistently pushing hard in the gym, as hard as you can, yeah, I can believe that, but still, we're talking about, you know, we see 30% of respondents here saying yes. I think the, the overall percentage of of people who would classify themselves as bodybuilders who who actually consistently push as hard as they can in the gym, it's probably lower than that. Um, and it just goes to my mantra that you, you can always find a way to push harder. So if you think you're pushing as hard as you can, you may just need to redefine what that ceiling looks like. Um, the question for this week, and so what I'm doing also is a little bit of a structural change here now. Um, I'm removing the poll question off the main website front page. Um For a variety of reasons, but now it's a little bit easier. You don't have to remember how to spell my name or anything like that. You can just go to thedropset.com, and the poll question is right there. So check it out, thedropset.com. The poll question this week is a good one, and it is timely as well. The question is, will you watch or follow the 2018 Olympia coverage? Yes or no? That's it. I want to know. So we're about nine weeks out from the Olympia in Vegas this year. Um, you know, it's it's typically like what a three or four day affair. So um, I just want to know: Are you going to follow? Um, are you going to go to it? That would count as a yes. Are you going to um, watch a live stream online? Are you just going to follow along on forums? Are you going to be paying attention on social media through any way? Are Are you basically concerned with the outcome? Do you care or not? Is what I'm looking for on that question. So go to the thedropset.com. Um, right up at the top of the page there, you'll see the poll question. Vote. Let me know what you think. Um, uh, what we have coming up here in this episode, I'm kind of excited about this. So this is good. I, I had an idea for this and I, I'm like, you know what, let's do it. So I'm going to start a, a cut, a dietary revision in August. Um, and I thought it would be cool to actually take you with me as I put together that diet. So, um, I recorded this segment earlier today and we'll hear it shortly here. It's the first thing coming up. Um, and, uh, It, uh, I'm, I'm basically just pulling up my fitness pal. I have my macros in line. I'm like, let's do this. I have some ideas for what I want, but let's see how we can make it work. So you can see what my process is as far as how I put things together, how I distribute macronutrients and why. And then, um, basically just also a big picture thing is, you know, um, why I put together a plan like this in the first place. So I think that'll be I think that'll be very helpful to a lot of you, especially if you're you know just getting your feet wet with macronutrients, or if you've done it before but maybe haven't followed it with the greatest degree of precision, or don't really understand much of how it works at all. I'm, I'm using my fitness pal for this and um you can kind of get uh even if you're not familiar with it you can kind of follow along with the nuts and bolts of what I'm doing there so um and then also I wanted to review the training program that I've been using for the past 4 weeks it's not my own um it was written by John Meadows um and so I just wanted to give a breakdown on some of the pros and cons of that so um you know full disclosure um what he does and what I do we're in direct competition with one another we're both coaches we're both program writers um we're both very active on social media as well so he's been at it a bit longer than I have. He's, he's, you know, not saying this in a negative way. He's been around the block a time or two. You know, he knows his stuff. He's a good dude. So um, I just wanted to give an a, a unbiased um, report on the training program that I've been following from him. There's some great stuff. There's some stuff that I might change and criticize, and you'll hear about that later on too. So without further ado, let's get right down to it. I'll cut the BS and let's jump right into the first main segment here. Follow Darren on Instagram at Darren underscore star to see client profiles, updated workout plans, and tips and tricks on training and nutrition. So I had this segment idea a little while back, and as soon as it sprung into my head, it was kind of like, well, duh, of course I should do that. That's a brilliant idea. So we will see if anybody else out there agrees with me. Um, So starting around the 1st of August, I'm going to be jumping into a cut. Um, So diet's going to change, cardio's going to change, and I'm going to be following a macronutrient-based plan for that, so flexible dieting. And I thought it would be a really cool exercise, no pun intended, to go ahead and build my diet um, live on the podcast here, live as you know, as live as it can be for something that is pre-recorded. But, um, you know, I've thought about it a little bit, but I haven't um, actually tried to... Put any details together on the plan or anything like that so what I'm gonna do is um, I will see how uh, how compelling a segment can possibly be while I have my uh, nose buried in my phone the whole time so I've got uh, my fitness pal pulled up on my phone and I'm just gonna start building my macro set here after I talk a little bit and kind of explain some of the rationale behind why I'm doing or what I'm doing and why so let me pull it up here um, like I maintain for all of my clients I have a spreadsheet for myself um, now with clients, when I uh, when we do a check in, I update it. Um, you know, it has a summary tab where there's a note on there where I can talk about the things that are changing in a given week. Um, just so I kind of have a running total. Sometimes I'll plug uh, like a weekly low for the weigh-ins on there as well, just so that we can track that. We track that in other ways too. But um, so there, there are you know, for for most clients, I have an updated spreadsheet going back in my archives for them every week. Um, so for me, my oldest one for myself goes back to 2013, um, and I think I've updated it about eight or nine times in that amount of time, as opposed to once a week. It's more like once every, you know... (laughs) every five or six months for me so eh, you know um, as I say I am my own worst client um, always and whenever I've tried to make any kind of big push in the past and really knuckle down and get aggressive with something I've I've sought out and, and tried to hire a coach I've just had such frustrating experiences find some finding somebody that I really click click with and that will work with me on my level and I hate to say this but kind of you know according to my terms like it can be very difficult to find a coach Um that, uh, embraces a macronutrient based philosophy. Like I do appreciate, you know, like old school training and stuff like that. But when you, when you, a lot of coaches that I've come across ones that are actually responsive and reasonably priced, um, who favor a training approach like that, they also have an old school dietary approach. And one thing that I know being 41 is that, you know, I I just, you know, This is going to sound really cynical. I just don't care that much to follow such a regimented diet. Um, You know, I'm at this point. I'm doing this for me. I'm not looking to compete. Now, I mean, you know, who knows if things go out go really well? I know there's a show around November, which would be around the the ending time for this cut. So eh, anything's possible. But I'd have to have to see some really compelling evidence in the mirror to make me think that that was a good idea. Um, But you know, I I want to approach this with a, a level of seriousness, but at the same time. I don't want to kill myself in order to make it happen just because for me, the stakes are not that high. Um, so I enjoy the process. I enjoy doing it, but um, I also enjoy the freedom and the flexibility that comes with macro ba- macronutrient based diet. And I feel like also I can get the job done this way um, as opposed to, You know, I've had meal plans from coaches in the past. It's, you know, there's been a lot of stuff on there I didn't really like. And, you know, I get a meal plan update and it's like, okay, here's fish twice a day. Hey, we talked about that. I don't really like doing fish. And, you know, okay, well, here's chicken three times a day. Okay, that's going to be good for about a week. And then I'm going to start throwing up with the side of chicken. So, you know, this way, you know, I focus on the stuff that matters, which are the macronutrients, and focus less on the stuff that matters less, which would be, you know, food selection and all those things. I mean, all the particulars with nutrient timing. I believe in a lot of that stuff, but I also believe a lot of it is highly overrated. So um, I've gone ahead and set up some macros for myself, which are not um, what I would say traditional um, cutting macros, but I think they'll work well. So um, what I've set up for, um, I've just set myself up on a, know high low day so lifting days and rest days and rest days will be periodically you know once a week usually Um, so the uh, protein and fats are consistent across the uh, the two number sets it's 250 for protein 80 for fats I'm keeping my fats a little bit higher here and carbs I'm coming in at 175 on lifting days 125 on rest days so total calories figuring in 20 grams of fiber from those carbs um, which I'm subtracting that so this is a net carb a calorie number the the carb number itself is a total carbs, but the calories are being influenced under the net guidelines here. So, um, 2340 for lifting days, 2140 for rest days. So 250, 175, 80, 255, 125, 80 for rest days. Um, I feel like that'll work. Um, the last coach that I work with, he, I mean, I was trying to to bulk up at the time and, uh, it was the first time I've really tried a high fat approach and I kind of liked it. Unfortunately, it was ridiculously high protein as well and i feel like that really you know really made me sluggish it did not help in any way so i'm trying protein a little bit lower right now when i was doing high fats before trying to grow is up in like the 140 to 160 range so this being 80 you know oftentimes if i was going to start a cut i'd be like all right let's start at 40 or 50 um just because I know that's worked in the past, but now I think with carbs being a little bit more restricted, you know, 175 is moderately low for me. Um, So I think 80 will, will do pretty well. And especially with the protein being a little bit lower, we've got to make up the uh, macronutrient or the caloric deficit somewhere. So I also know that, um, as this cut goes on, that protein number is probably going to need to go up a little bit um, for muscle preservation as the carbs and the fats come down. So there won't be just a total net caloric drop. There will be a little bit of a shift that goes on at some point. Um, so I'm also setting this number, these numbers up, um, 250 for protein, specifically because I'm going to go with five meals a day. I'm not going to do six. Um, it's just because for practical purposes, and I had this conversation with a, a client earlier, um, you know, one of the things that matters the most is sustainability. So, I'm going to try and do this for 16 weeks. So, I need to set up a plan that feels like it's going to be sustainable and doable for 16 weeks. And I feel like five moderately sized meals is going to work better than six smaller meals. Because when I have to stop everything I'm doing, sit down, and eat, um, you know, it's. It's one of those things where it's it just gets really easy in the in the middle of a busy work day to just say eh you know what I'm just gonna keep going screw it um, especially since you know I work at home so there isn't a whole lot of meal prep that has to be done per se like I'm not packaging up all my meals and taking them with me out the door in the morning I mean I could I could do it in advance but I kind of like the freedom of not having to do that so um, <laughs> it does it does open the door for a little potential weakness like a little bit of a potential slide in adherence but I feel like five is easy and then you know when I Increase protein down the road. Um, you know, my last meal is just going to be dinner for right now. And so down the road, I could very easily just throw in a shake at bedtime, call it good. That's my protein increase. So we will be good there. So, um, that's it. So those are the numbers. That's what I've got, and I'm going to go ahead and open up my Fitness Pal right now and um, see what we can do. So let's see. I haven't opened up my Fitness Pal in a while here. So the first thing it wants me to do is confirm that they can send me um, notifications and emails. Hell no, you may not. Absolutely not. Under no circumstances will we be doing any of that crap. Set your goals here. Um, you know what? Skip that crap. Um, I'm not going to try and plug in my macronutrient targets just because. If you have the free version of MyFitnessPal, which clearly I'm not sponsored by them, is the only version that you should use. Do not go for the paid version. I don't think there's you, you get anything from that that's useful. One thing that you do get is the ability to plug in precise macronutrient targets instead of trying to, you know, just... Th- come close by guessing calories and percentages um don't worry about it i mean you know i know what my targets are here they're 250 175 80 255 125 80 great those are the numbers i'm going to remember i don't care what the targets are here um so I'm going to go ahead and the first thing that I do when I'm trying to figure out my diet is I figure out my protein sources throughout the day just because that's what the meals are built around. Um, every meal, um, one of the strong tenets that I believe in is that every meal needs to be comprised of a complete protein source, complete uh, referring to its amino acid profile. Amino acid profile. So um, something like, you know... Uh, a meal heavy in black beans well yeah that's going to have a fair amount of protein for something that's not an animal-based protein source but it's an incomplete protein source also so that wouldn't cut it so um meal one i think what i'm going to do is go with egg whites and a, a combination of whole eggs and egg whites so um, i'm just searching for egg whites here and let's see here's an entry and it says um no thanks timestamps of so food entries no thanks um so this is um i'm also as i add this stuff up you know i mean keep in mind one of the things that I do for a living is I look at macronutrient numbers on foods. So if I find something and because these MyFitnessPal databases, a lot of it is user driven. So you're going to find a lot of entries in here that maybe don't pass the smell test and are a little suspicious and a little inaccurate as far as the numbers are concerned. So I'm looking at this, a cup of egg whites, this has 133 calories, 26 grams of protein, no carbs, no fat. Yep. That's good. That calorie number is probably a little bit off, but I'm not really too worried about that. Um, the 26 grams of protein per cup, that's spot on. I'm, I'm happy with that. So I'm going to go with that. And then I'm going to add in some whole eggs as well so uh, we'll search for that eggs there we go Um, number of servings let's try three for starters here so what I'm going to do is just build the meal around these protein sources and so that has you know proteins at uh, about 19 fats at about 15 good 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 Um, awesome there we go so all right. So we're up to what, 350 calories so far. It's pretty much all proteins, a little fats there. So, um, that's going to be my pre-workout meal also. So breakfast, you know, I'm going to wake up. Um, I can do my fasted cardio at home in the garage with the elliptical or take the dog around the neighborhood for a walk if I'm really feeling energetic. Um, take my dog for a walk around the neighborhood. Is that what I said? I don't remember. Um, Anyway, so meal one, breakfast, pre-workout, there we go. Now, meal two will be post-workout, so this will be a protein shake. So um, the brand that I use is Isopure right here. Two scoops, 50 grams of protein, trace carbs, trace fats. We're good there. There's number two. Um, Now, three, four, and five, these will be my last three meals. So I'm going to try and do all um, whole food sources here and not rely on another shake. Um, What I've really been digging on lately is ground turkey, and it's been – I think it's probably been two months since I've had chicken, unless I've gotten like a chicken breast when we go out to eat. Because if somebody else can prepare it, great. I just got sick of the crap I was making at home. Absolutely sick of it. So I've gone two months without chicken. So I'm going to build all three of these last meals around turkey in some form. Um, Just because I I don't do fish or other seafood. I just can't stomach it. It's gross to me. Chicken is kind of a turnoff right now. Um, I like beef but um it's a lot more expensive um and uh especially going for the the lower fat varieties look like if i was going to do 85 15 beef i'd be like yeah i'm all about it that's going to eat up a lot of these fats though even some of the ground turkey i'm going to use because i don't particularly care for 99.1 i'm going to rely on 93.7 and see if i can make that work so i'm going to build meals three and five around 93.7 ground turkey And just a quick check here. So it says, what, 4 ounces, 22 grams of protein, 8 grams of fat. That's about right. That's pretty good. So I'm going to go for 8 ounces per meal right there. So that's for number 3. And for meal 5, same thing. And so now under meal 5, it shows up as a recent item in my MyFitnessPal history. So there we go. Um, And then number 4, I'm going to do turkey here as well. And so... You know I do encourage a variety of protein sources, and that's that'll be one of the things down the road that I change about this. I should also explain um, the reason I'm doing it this way. Even though it's a macronutrient based diet, and like, why are you writing yourself a meal plan? If it's a macronutrient based diet, what I know for myself, and for I would say most other people, and certainly not everybody, and you yourself may be an exception to this, but. Um, if you employ a macronutrient-based diet and you just say, I'm going to wing it. I'm going to wake up and I don't know what I'm going to do and I'm just going to start eating stuff and hope it all adds up correctly by the end of the day. First of all, it it probably will not happen with a a reasonable degree of precision more often than it does happen. And second, you're going to be in your phone logging food all day long and I've done enough of that. It's a pain in the ass and I just don't have the patience for it. So I'm fine with eating the same stuff day in, day out for the most part. Um, And if I need to, I can make those substitutions. I know how to do it, but I'm just going to create a plan that I know hits the numbers exactly. And then that'll be my default approach for a given day. And then if I need to adjust something here and there, like if I make plans with the wife, like we're going to go out for dinner or something like that, then I'll know, okay, we're going out for dinner. So you know what? I should probably maybe dial back on some carbs and fats earlier in the day. Let me make an adjustment here, save more of that for later. So then I can have more options when we go out and not break the bank and go over those numbers. So that's the idea behind that. The same stuff every day. Simplify it. Make it easy for yourself. Come up with a plan because if it's a plan that you've created according to some, some standards and some practices that are um, still going to, to yield the kind of results that you're looking for, if it's something of your own creation, you're building this around your own ideas of convenience, your own ideas of sustainability, your own food choices, um, you know you're gonna let yourself get away with a couple things that you know you can get away with I mean you know there, there's that's the kind of thing where like a lot of people are comfortable following a plan like that day in day out and then once I know that these numbers work and they're accurate I'm not gonna be logging this every day because I know what the macros are when I follow it and then if there's a day where I'm off I'm gonna go and let's say I'm on plan for meals one two and three something happens and I've got to do something else for meal four or whatever okay well let me go and retroactively log meals one two and three and then what I did for four and then see what kind of adjustments I I have to make for five and hopefully I don't paint myself into a corner. Um, the less flying by the seat of your pants that you do, I think the better off you will be. And that's almost universally true. So for meal four here, um, let me see, I was going through Kroger, the local grocery store today. And, um, I saw in the frozen food section, there was a, um, they had these turkey patties from Butterball that I really like the numbers on, um, and so they, they were ninety-three-seven turkey th- turkey patties, and um, it, it was it was great because the some of them were like. Uh, They were six-ounce servings, and they'd get me like 30-some grams of protein. I'm like, well, you know, here's the thing. My my daily totals are 250. I'm trying to spread that evenly among five meals. So pretty much all of my meals should be around 50 grams of protein. So if I've got something where I'm getting like 30-ish, 35, that means some other meal where I'm going to have to go for 65 or something like that. So I always encourage, you know, take your protein intake and moderate it throughout the day. So that you know you know what your average is supposed to be. Um, A lot of one thing where people fall into some pitfalls here is if let's say for a woman you're doing relatively high protein intake, five meals, and your your daily intake works out to like you know 35 grams per meal is what your average should be. Then you have a protein shake that's like 20 or 25 grams. Well, that's 10 to 15 grams under your average, which means for some other meal you're going to have to go 10 to 15 grams over your average, which is going to yield something like a six or a seven ounce portion of a lean protein. So that's a lot to chew on, literally. Um, or the other thing is if you're averaging 30 to 35 per meal and then you have like a Greek yogurt that's 15 to 18, you're way under average. So you're going to have to go way over average on something else. So instead, what you want to do is take those protein servings that are under your daily, um, your, your per meal average and boost them up by adding something else. So like, you know, a serving, a, a scoop of your protein powder is 25 grams and you're targeting 35, well, go with a scoop and a half, you know. That's going to get you around 37, 38, much better. So... Um, So I'm targeting about 50 grams per meal. So these four ounce patties are 23 grams a piece, which is going to get me 46 total when I do two. This is also one of the few things that I actually know how to cook. So... (laughs) (laughs) Which is not to say that I don't uh, set off the smoke detector um, half the time when I do it. I'm being generous when I say half. So there we go. Um, So I have now plugged in my protein sources for all five meals. I've got eggs and egg whites for number one, protein shake for number two, um, ground 93.7 turkey for three and five, and 93.7 turkey patties for number four. So this uh, totals up to about 1,700 calories. So now I haven't hit the button yet to see where I'm at here. I have a feeling this is going to be chewing up a lot of fats, though. So, we're going to see what happens here out of my total of 80. If I go to my little pie chart here. So, oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. So, there we go. Um, my protein's at 229. So I've got 21 grams of trace fats to work in here. Um, my carbs are at eight <laughs> out of 175. Yeah, buddy, we like that. Um, and then my fats are at 70 out of 80. So going for those, um, you know, those three servings of 937 turkey that really ate up a lot. So I don't know. We'll we'll see if I can stick with that. And this is where I say, you know we're, we're kind of winging it here. We're, we're doing this unrehearsed and we're going to see what it comes out to. So if I can keep that number under 80, that's going to be tough because I think what I'm planning on for carb sources, um, we're probably going to end up going over that a little bit here. So let's, uh, let's see what we can do here. So let's, we need, I know we need carb sources and meals one and two, because those are my pre and my post-workout, um, meals. So uh, post-workout, this is going to be easy. So I know what I want here. And so first of all, to so all the haters I'm going to hear about from this, first of all, I don't care. <laughs> you have your philosophies. I have mine. I've done this before. I know it works. Um, also, one thing that I really crave um, when I'm dieting is varies in te- variances in texture. So something with a crunch and also something salty. So when we're talking about that, the first thing that comes into my head is some kind of a cracker. And the thing that really floats my boat, reduced fat Ritz crackers. So I'm looking to hit um, 175 grams of carbs. I want at least 50 grams pre and 50 grams post. And then that leaves me with, you know, 75 ish um, to play around with for the rest of the day. So um, what I'm going to do here is um, I'm going to go with a whole sleeve of reduced fat Ritz crackers. That's right. You know it. So um, that gets me, yeah. So the only issue here, that's 66 grams of carbs, which is great. It is 12 grams of fat. So now I'm already at 82 with that. And this is the reduced fat variety here. So um, I know I'm going to have to make some adjustments on fat. But the other thing is I, I consider what's important to me. And then uh, we kind of roll with that. <laughs> so my, my carb sources are important. So I want to make sure that I get those where I need them to be. And then if we need to, you know, maybe for one of these ground turkey meals or both of them, who knows, maybe instead of the 93.7, I end up going to 991. we We'll see what happens here. So, um, And then for breakfast, um, once again, part of this also, allow me to pontificate for a moment here. Um, I've been doing this for a long time. I've had more potatoes and rice than I would ever care to admit in my life. And um, so two things here. First of all, I- I'm going to hold off on those as much as possible and not overdo it on the potato and rice front. There's nothing inherently bad about something that comes out of a package, um, especially in the early phase of a diet, now if, if this ends up leading to a show, when I get to the point where I'm like 8, 9, 10 weeks out, this stuff's going to get cleaned up, and it's going to get swapped out, so this breakfast carb will probably turn into cream of rice or something like that, and at that stage, it will probably be a smaller portion as well, so um, this is not necessarily what I advocate doing every day, but I'm also trying to ease into this diet a little bit, um, I haven't been running at a deficit for a good long while, so I want to make sure I'm not feeling the squeeze too much early on, just because I also know mentally what my brain wants to support and at what point it's going to start to revolt a little bit. So if I can throw myself a little bit of a bone, keep myself happy, um, that counts for a lot. So that being said, my breakfast carb. Again, all you haters out there, you can judge me all you want. I don't care. Um, Honey Nut Cheerios. Oh yeah, buddy. So, um, let me see here. Now for something like this... um, so a serving size is, what What options do we have here? Let's go with a cup. So a cup is 29 grams of carbs. So let's go with a cup and a half and just experiment. So that brings us up to 44. You know what? I might even be able to get away with two cups here. Two cups is fifty-eight grams of carbs. That's pretty good. That's a big-ass serving. That's four grams of fat. So once again, we're over on fat. So I know we're going to have to make an adjustment to some um, some protein sources that we're bringing in those trace fats here. So um, this looks good though. So four grams of fat, five grams trace protein, fifty-nine grams of carbs. We're good there. So let me tap on that and let me throw in also while I'm at it a little bit of unsweetened almond milk. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba that's the stuff. Yes, unsweetened almond milk. Um so a cup of that's 30 calories just trace here and there. That's fine. That'll be good. So, we'll go with that. So, now, um breakfast is looking pretty good. Post-workout is looking pretty good. I think I've got some carbs to throw into a later meal as well. Um so let's see where we're at if we look at the numbers here. So, um targeting 250 on protein. I'm currently sitting at 241 targeting 175 on carbs I'm currently sitting at 134 and targeting 80 on fats I'm currently sitting at 88 so I'm not too far over so um, I might end up doing like a mixture of 991 for a meal and 93.7 for a meal um, which would be okay so actually let me just go ahead and preemptively do that right now I'm going to make that change just so I know what I'm playing with here so um, let me okay we're going to We're going to, how do we delete this? <laughs> Darren doesn't know. We're going to say zero servings. Check. Please enter a valid number of servings. How do you delete an entry here from your. Uh, that's funny. Oh, okay. There we go. You hold down on it, and then a little menu pops up. Delete entry. Great. So, meal three, add. We're going to go 99. I wonder if I can just search for like 99 turkey and it knows I'm talking about 99.1 because sometimes those uh, percentages don't really come up too much. Yeah, so um, 99% fat-free ground turkey Purdue, 4 ounce. So it says 27 grams of protein, 1.5 grams of fat. That looks great. That's exactly what we're looking for. So we're going to go for two servings there. That puts me at 54.0 and 3 protein, carbs, fat. So let's make that change to meal 3. Great. And then our total macros now. Yeah, so that that bought me, we're now five under on fats. Um, and protein, actually, that raised it up a little bit. Um, so now we are at 251, pretty much precisely. So let's see what else we can throw in here. Um, a couple things. So I know um, that on these uh, two ground turkey meals is 991 and 93.7. I'm going to add some salsa here and I know I can get a little bit of carried away with that so um, I am going to make sure that I go ahead and log it here. So it's 10 calories per 2 tablespoons. I'm going to throw in 2 servings there so 4 tablespoons to meal 3 and to meal 5. Usually in most cases I say you don't have to add condiments but I know I can get really generous on that salsa and over time it's going to add up and I don't want to be that over on my calories. I will also add some garlic powder, some salt etc those are macronutrient free so i don't need to worry about those um and then for uh, the turkey burgers um i do dig a little bit of ketchup on those so i'm gonna go ahead and just add um just a baseline like one tablespoon i'm pretty comfortable that that'll go a long way for both of those so with those condiments added now i feel like you know if if i had to just eat those as is i could totally do that and so where i'm at right now wiggle room Um, I've still got 32 grams of carbs to play with and I've got five grams of fat to play with. So pretty cool. I can deal with that. So, um, let's look at a carb source here. And what I'm going to do is under meal three, actually, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and preemptively say meal five, just because, um, one of the things also that is going to be kind of a wild card for me in this is meal five is dinner. And that's like usually the one meal that my wife and I have together sometimes, um, she'll make something or we'll want to go out. And so I will, you know, if she's making something that looks good and there's enough for me. Cool. Um, she kind of understands that I'm, I'm happy to do my own thing most of the time. Um, but we might want to, uh, might want to share dinner sometimes. So having a little bit of macronutrient room set aside for dinner gives me more flexibility when that happens. Now, the only issue here is, I don't have a fat source to add, but I do have, you know, that's the meal where I kept in the 93.7 turkey. So it is a little bit higher in fat. So we're getting 16 grams of fat right there. I'll probably throw my leftover five grams of fat in that meal as well. Um, And then I've got some carbs in here that I'm going to add to play with as well. So currently the amount of carbs I have left over to play with, I've got 32 grams. So under meal five, I'm going to add, I'm going to add jasmine rice. Just because if there is a variety of rice I like, that's it. So this is also going to be cooked. This is important when you're logging things Um Make sure that you, uh, especially with rice, um, because a lot of entries will show up that is raw or uncooked. And uh, if you are smart and efficient, you batch prep your rice. So you're not going to say, okay, I'm going to measure out here's 30 grams of uncooked rice and now I'm going to cook this and boil it and that's my serving. You're going to batch up a big, giant tub of it and then scoop your cooked serving out of that and measure that. So um, I'm going to go with uh, grams here. So. Well, it's not really going to let me, but okay. So um, not a full cup, but maybe like three quarters of a cup. Let me see what that looks like here. That's going to be pretty darn close. Three quarters of a cup. That's been added. And then let's see where that sits right now. It's looking pretty good. So I'm going to go ahead and add my remaining fats to this meal as well. I'm just going to add olive oil. And I'm going to add one teaspoon. So figure um, for um, oils, that's the same macronutrients for all oils, regardless of the variety, uh, olive oil, coconut oil, macadamia oil, avocado oil, blah, 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 whatever. It's always 14 grams of fat per tablespoon, 120 calories, um, no fats, no carbs, and a tablespoon is three teaspoons. So if you want a third of 14, we'll just round it up and say 15, that's five grams of fat per teaspoon. Um, And it's also convenient in that you don't actually have to measure it out volumetrically. You can just throw whatever it is on the scale and add your oil to it. And if it's zeroed out, you add it in five grams and basically every gram of scale weight is a gram of fat. It's very convenient that it works out that way. So um, I'm going to add one teaspoon of olive oil here and I'll just need to remember to Add that to the meal and also gives me additional fats to play with if I'm going with something else, like something the, the wife made, etc. So, um, there we go. I think I'm pretty much done. Let's see where we sit right now. So, protein target is 250. I'm at 254. Close enough. Um, carb target, 175. I'm at 177. Close enough. Fat target is at 80. Actual number is 80. So I am spot on here. I'm four grams of protein over. I'm two grams of carbs over. I'm dead on for fat. So as long as I measure this stuff precisely, I know I'm hitting those numbers. And if I look at this, I'm like, yeah, my protein sources are consistent throughout the day. Um, I get some yummy carbs in for meals one and two. I get some less yummy carbs in for five, but still they're there. And I've got that flexibility built in so that um, that whole meal, by the way, if we look at this, um, if we look at meal five... Um, so, my protein is 44. Da, 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 da. So, I've got 47 grams of protein with meal five. I've got, I have to go and add these all up in my head, item by item, 35 grams of carbs and about 21 grams of fat. So, like 47, 35. 21. So, um, whatever my wife might be making, or if we go out to dinner, as long as I'm intelligent with it, I can find things that will fit within that generic macro structure that gives me some good room to play with. So I'm pretty happy with that. And it's five meals. I know I can hit all these. Um, most of the stuff will be pre prepped. The only thing that I have to do each day is get my butt into the kitchen sometime around probably three, four o'clock and cook up a couple of turkey burger patties. Um, put some ketchup on those, wolf them down. Everything else is going to be pretty easy. That first meal I'm, I'm used to getting up and making something in the kitchen anyway. Second one is all grab-and-go items. Um, meals three and five are all things that get put together from with stuff from the fridge, so it'll be really fast and convenient. Um, meal four is the one I've got to cook up each day. so And that'll kind of force me to, to come to a natural stopping point in my day, so kind of a target to like try and get things wrapped up by so that I can take a break and go do that. So um, this is all really, really easy. Now, if I was going to adjust this, For my non-lifting days, what I would probably do, and I, I won't take the time to do this right now, but just to give you an idea... You know, I, I would probably start off with that big serving of carbs in the morning as well. I'd probably skip the post-workout carbs altogether, and then the carbs that I have at meal three. You know, I'm looking for a 55 gram. Uh, I'm sorry, a 50 gram carb difference. I know those post-workout carbs were 66, so the difference there being 16, I'd probably just add an extra 16 grams of carbs into meal five, knowing that I've got a non-lifting day now. My macros there turn into something more like 47, 50. 21 instead of 47 35 21 so um that's it i mean that's that's a pretty good pretty good setup for me and certainly this is where i'm going to start and my goal would be to do this uninterrupted and with as little deviation as possible for two weeks see how it feels um see how my body responds especially hitting the cardio appropriately um and see if i get things moving in the right direction when i did this last time when i did a cut last year I didn't have any dietary tweaks at all for the first nine weeks because things were moving pretty nice, pretty steady. um, And I just felt very comfortable with where I was. I felt like it was easily, you know, it was repeatable. It was very doable. It was very predictable. So um, I I enjoyed that. I enjoy the simplicity of it. I enjoyed not having to think about my food, but just knowing that stuff is set up. I kind of go through the motions. I'm always shopping for the same stuff. I'm in the same routine as far as meal prep goes and all that crap. So it's just way easier that way. And for me, you know, a successful diet, is about the ease in following it and the sustainability of following it long-term. Now, for some people, sustainability means I need something different pretty regularly. And that's fine. That's fine. What I'm going through here is what works for me. But more importantly, the process of how I put it together and what's important. So um, even protein distribution throughout the day, um, heavily Focusing your carbs around your lifting time, and then distributing your fats where where you can get them in. Um, it doesn't necessarily matter too much then, and just knowing you know how I can make room for things going forward as well. How I expect things to change. You know, planning on a likely protein increase and trying to leave leave space for an extra meal um, later in the day as well for an extra protein shake. So that's the basic gist of it. So if you have questions on that, of course you know how to hit me up. You can go to thedropset.com, click on the contact button there, send me an email, or just find me through any of my social media platforms let me know what you're doing with macros and then uh, we'll, we'll have a we can have a discussion about that before also don't be afraid to call me um, 865-518-2974 if you have macro based questions leave a voicemail there we'll talk about it on air for the past almost four months I've been following a program for training not of my own design um, and basically When it comes down to, and I alluded to this in the last segment as well, about being my own worst client, same thing when it comes to training. I'm very particular when it comes to training, but as with a lot of people, I tend to favor things that I enjoy more than the stuff that I really need to do. And the stuff that I need to do isn't necessarily like, oh, wow, I never would have thought of that. It's like, well, yeah, I know I need to do squats, but... eh. So while it's very easy for me to write programs and send them off to other people for some reason it's mentally a lot harder for me to write a program for myself just like it's harder for me to write a diet for myself but i'm going to try it again but i kind of know my limitations and i know i function better and i'm more productive in the gym if i go in with a written plan especially if it's not one of my own design and not that it even has to be written specifically for me um, just because, you know, let's face it, unless you're a top level IFBB pro, you, you your body can be categorized into one of several groups, and you, what you need to work on can be thought of in much more general terms. It's not like, oh, so and so needs, uh, you know, to really bring up those rear delts if they want to be competitive. It's like, hey, you, you kind of need more size overall, but your legs are getting overpowered, that kind of stuff. So maybe you should train legs a little bit more frequently. You know, that, that's about as deep as we need to get into it. So I was looking online. For a training program that I felt um, was going to have um, a level of expertise and I'll go ahead and say creativity and variety built into it and also throw some new ideas my way, some stuff I hadn't tried before and basically just be something written down on paper that I could look at have some instruction in there and follow without having to second guess and be like, oh well I wrote this so let me do this instead and let me see how this feels. Like no, you know what, somebody else wrote this, I'm going to follow that and see what happens. So what I did is I ended up picking a program by John Meadows and if you're not familiar with him, I strongly encourage you to check him out. Um, He is my a direct competition in many ways, um, but I have no problem saying he is a stand up dude. Like, if he has a lot of YouTube videos out there, he offers coaching um, for contest prep, dietary coaching, and he has training programs all the same things that I do as well. So we are definitely in the same vein. Um, he's certainly been at it a long time. Um, and you know, I don't think I'm, I'm speaking out of turn when I say he's a lot more expensive than I am. <laughs> so, um, anyway, I went ahead and ordered a program of his, this program is called the taskmaster. Um, and it's a 16 week program that's broken up into four, four week blocks. So the crux of the program is each one of these blocks provides an emphasis on a certain body part. So you're going to train that body part with a greater frequency for four weeks, and then you're going to move on to something else. So it started off with a back block where we train back three times a week, and then a chest and shoulders block where we train chest and shoulders three times a week, And then a leg block where he hit legs three times a week. That was fun. And if you've been following my Instagram story, you'll notice that that block coincided with me building a new deck outside. That was bad, bad planning. A better plan would have been to take a month off from the gym while building a deck outside rather than doing legs three times a week. That was miserable and stupid. Um, And then the final block, which I'm on right now, is arms three times a week. And who wouldn't like that? So. Um, I just wanted to talk about some of the pros and cons and offer my opinion on this. Um, and again, this is—I mean—certainly, it's not my product, so I'm not trying to push it. But if anybody out there is looking for some intelligent workout programming, this is one one way you could go. And like I said, full disclosure—it's in direct competition with things that I offer on my site as well. So. That being the case, I'll just tell you, hey, 5starphysique.com, click on workout plans, take what you hear from me as far as pros and cons and compare it to what you see there if you're looking for something. so first of all, just on, on its surface price, it's a, it's a spendy program, you know, it's 16 weeks, it's 250 bucks. Um, for something that, um, you know, I had zero engagement with John Meadows during this process. You know, you're not buying any kind of coaching or anything like that. Um, I feel like if I had a question about something in here, I could have emailed him. Um, there was a, a an online forum component where other people who purchased programs can chat amongst themselves. I never even bothered to sign up for that or look into it. So I don't know anything about that. Um, but it's a, it's a pretty steep price tag, 250 bucks for four months of training. Um, and the the programs that I offer, they're not 16 weeks, they're four weeks, but they're 35 bucks. So, um, clearly I'm underselling myself here, but I don't want to make this whole thing a comparison. I just want to make sure that, you know, there are alternatives. There are a bunch of other alternatives. You can find a million trainers and coaches out there who offer training programs. So do your research if you're looking for something like that. Um, so talking more about John's program here. Um, 250 bucks uh, and i'm not going to give away you know all the deep dirty secrets or anything i just want to talk about pros and cons and what you would get with something like this so um the pros are there's some really creative exercises in here without necessarily being creative just for the sake of being cute with stuff but there's some stuff in here and pretty much every movement in here was useful in some way some of them are mechanically more or less difficult there isn't really a lot of variation given so if you've got you know if you've dealt with any kind of injury history and let's say you know your elbows or your shoulders bother you what you'll find in here in in this program is that he keeps coming back to a lot of the same movements over and over again and so um you may need to especially if there's some of the bread and butter movements that give you trouble you will need to be creative in coming up with alternatives for those um uh, one other thing that I thought was kind of nice, and this is something that I'd, I'd resisted getting too involved in before, but uh, since it was in the program, I went ahead and, and went for it, was he uh, incorporates a little bit of banded work here and there. So like the little mini resistance bands, um, he's a fan of banded pullovers, um, some bands on machine presses, um, some for some lat work as well, and some activation movements as well. Um, and he's got video demonstrations for most of these movements in the, within the plan as well. So um It's a nice change of pace. It's a nice change of pace. Um, uh, Things that I thought were were interesting is he's a big fan of presses for chest. Dumbbell presses, machine presses, barbell presses. Um, I think the entire 16 weeks, I did exactly one shoulder press. And he, he says early on he's not a big fan of overhead pressing work for shoulders. I differ with him on that a little bit. Um, I, I am a big fan of it. Now, I haven't done any <laughs> in in four months, basically. So we'll see when I when I move on from this plan to something else if I'm still a fan of it, having not done it for a long time. Um, uh, other things, um, he's a fan of squats. Um, not a fan of deadlifts. I don't think there was a single deadlift from the floor. Um, throughout the whole 16-week program. Um, Lots of rack deadlifts, no floor deadlifts. Um, So lots of squats, lots and lots and lots and lots of seated leg curl work. I think almost every leg workout started off or had as like the second movement seated leg curl. You're a big fan of that machine. Um, Some interesting stuff for arms, some different grip variations, same thing for back, big fan of pullovers. Um, So you're going to get a lot of those kind of movements. I pretty much every time I came to a pullover in the workout, um, my gym is, I'm fortunate enough to, to work out in a facility that has a pullover machine. So I pretty much always did that instead of a dumbbell pullover because I always feel it's more effective. Um, and also he, he was a big fan of doing banded pullovers and I didn't have a good, easy, convenient way to, um, to incorporate banded work on that. I understand how it's done. It's just the layout of the gym, makes it really difficult to set up a band without um, having it run through a really high traffic area, which is going to be a problem. Um, Another thing that I, I thought was interesting is there's there's an assumption throughout this program that you're not working out alone. Um, and there were several movements actually that really kind of, you know, to do them as written required a partner. Um, and one of the most effective leg workouts that I had in, in that um, program was um, was specifically because of how it was written and what your partner um, was instructed to do as far as, you know, it was, it was working through some fancy um, drop sets and reverse drop sets on a leg press. You can't do that with one person. Um, and realistically, um, it's it's better to do it with three people <laughs> who made it work with two. Um, but, you know, without that, I mean, basically, that, that workout just turns into straight sets. Um, and I mean, that, that was probably the best single workout of the whole 16 week plan. And it was specifically because it was designed with a partner in mind. So if you work out solo, keep that in mind. Um, you're, you're going to be missing out on a little bit there. Um, uh, other things, um, every chest workout and shoulder workout was chest and shoulders together at a minimum. Oftentimes it was for, for several blocks. It was chest, shoulders, and triceps all in one workout, which is a ton of volume and this is not a high volume training plan by any stretch of the imagination you know i'm on the the arm block right now and some of the dedicated arm workouts in there i can get through in 35 40 minutes tops which is great Um, and usually the ones you hit with higher frequency are shorter workouts which is useful but like chest, shoulders, and triceps, his typical configuration is you know four chest exercises, two for shoulders, and two for triceps. Um, and with two or sometimes three of those chest chest exercises being low rep presses, you're there for a long time. Um, it, it's really a lot to ask for your shoulders as well, like the shoulder joint. It puts a lot of stress on them. And um, every shoulder workout was a maximum of two shoulder exercises, a maximum of eight sets. Um, I just I, I don't feel like it's enough volume to really work for shoulders. Um, so long-term, even, even if you do that three times a week, I feel like you're really selling it short on volume. So I, that would, that would be a, a, some criticism. Um, now things that were good. Uh, I mean, there, there's a lot of things that were good with this. It, it was great. And I'm going to, um, take a break and work on um, fine tuning some of my own programming for the next few months. And I may go back to another one of his programs after that because it was a good experience. Um, the, um, the workouts are kind of written as a narrative. So it's a, it's a 16 week program. The PDF that you get with this is like 170 pages. So it's very much like, okay, bold text exercise name. And then he goes into a very conversational tone. He's like, all right, guys, here's what we're doing. We're going to do sets of blah, blah here. And I want you to focus on, you know, really hammering the stretch position here, avoid lockout. So it's kind of written with a narrative like that. Um, and then with most things, there is a uh, link to a YouTube video as well. And sometimes the YouTube video is a variation on what he's talking about but he'll say you know notice how I'm doing xyz in the video or he might say something like notice in the video I'm doing this I'm not asking for that here but you can do that too if you want that kind of thing so um, negative downside and I think this is just absent-mindedness on some time on some exercises usually about you know one or two exercises per week of workouts. Um, he just would totally space how many reps you're supposed to do because he writes it all in a narrative. Like we're gonna do four sets of eight here, and sometimes it's more like give me four sets uh, uh, of what, and you can kind of infer. You know, he doesn't do a lot of stuff that's crazy reps. There's some 30 thirty rep sets, and you know, as low as like sixes in some spaces. But usually you're in a, you're in the same general range of like eight to twelve for most things. So you can kind of infer that's where you're supposed to be for most uh, for most stuff, especially if if there isn't a rep range given. Um, but, uh, o- overall, I would say really, really good effective programming just with a couple of, a couple of caveats. I did not care for the chest and shoulder stuff altogether. Um, I- I've never been a fan of doing, um, like chest and triceps, back and biceps and, um, the arm block right now, it's basically, you have a a day of dedicated arm supersets on Monday and then, like on Wednesday is back and biceps. Thursday is going to be chest and triceps. Friday, legs. And then Saturday would be another day of arm supersets. So you hit arms in total twice a week and then biceps a third time on a third day and then triceps a third time on a third day as well. So, um, it's just the, the back and biceps, the chest and triceps, you know, the only muscle groups that I've ever really enjoyed pairing together on the same days, um, long-term like for more than just, you know, as an occasional shakeup would be arms do and tries together. Other than that, I like a day for shoulders. I like a day for chest. I like a day for back. Um, I, I just like the level of focus that that brings. And most of the workouts that I that I write most of the workout splits that I write are kind of along that same vein I have some like there's one that features a chest and arms workout but that's also specifically designed kind of from the ground up for um the the aesthetic that the figure division provides so that particular workout split it's got two leg workouts a dedicated back day a dedicated shoulder day and then a day for you know let's be frank the shit that judges don't care about in the figure division chest and arms so um it's kind of, you know, for somebody that really wants to grow into that aesthetic, that's the focus that uh, that you want for that. So, um, this program was really just more of a generic, hey, we're, we're going to grow. We're going to put in some work and we're going to grow. And as with any program, the programming is only going to get you so far. What really makes things happen is the intensity and the effort that you apply to everything within it. So, um if you're not ready to bring it in the gym on a regular basis um you know a program like this isn't going to do much for you a program like mine isn't going to do much for you it'll give you a little bit of guidance and a little bit of focus and you can be a little bit more efficient um and with mine specifically, because I do advocate logging and I do advocate repeating the same workouts for a few weeks, um, it can kind of force you to progress. And the idea behind that is it can force you to get into a space um, where, where you kind of have to start to bring it in order to survive and in order to meet the goals that you have set based on what you did for the previous week. So it's kind of a, a forced progression in that sense. Um, and, and this one, you know, John didn't make any reference in the beginning, like, hey, you should really be logging this stuff. So I didn't. And then, you know, I get to like the second week of the workouts and he's like, all right, so here's the same exercise we started with last week, but we're doing sets of six instead of sets of eight. So I want you to go a little bit heavier. And I'm like, well, oh, shit, I can't remember what I did last week because I wasn't logging it. Now, if I wasn't an idiot, that would have been my cue to like, oh, okay, I should probably start writing this stuff down. But I didn't. So I just kind of kept winging it throughout. Um, anyway, so. That's that. I just wanted to touch on that briefly um, and just say, you know, positives, negatives, yes, but if you're looking for it, you know, I, I've purchased workout programs from other people in the past that were less expensive just because I kind of want to see what well, what kind of stuff is this person providing just because, you know, it's, it's research for me. Um, and had been like, okay, well, all right, it's good to see that, but I'm not going to follow that. And with John's, it was not that, and that wasn't the intention. I knew just based on his reputation that it was going to be a quality product, and it was. Any complaints that I have about it are nitpicks. But um, you know, if you're looking for uh, an option, certainly it was, it would be one that I would recommend without really any reservation at all. Time to wrap it up. Closing thoughts. In closing this week, I will keep it relatively brief. I just wanted to uh, thank everybody for um, enduring along with me. (laughs) <laughs> with my uh, my lack of regularity over the summer here in uh, uh, getting these episodes put out. So, I'm looking forward to some bigger things up ahead, though. So, keeping the regular episodes coming in like I talked about in the intro as well. Doing a little bit of those mini-episodes here. Just, you know, when the thought hits me, I want to be able to throw together a quick little 10, 15-minute something um, and put it out there. So, um, keep um, on the lookout for those. Also, um, a, uh, a healthy shout-out, Candy Corn 679 on iTunes um, with some feedback here. Um informative and would highly recommend for anyone in the bodybuilding community. Thank you. I realize in reading that here I'm preaching to the choir, but just a little uh, little shout-out for Candycorn679 on iTunes. And still, um, I'm still waiting for that first magical review on Stitcher. So I tell you what, like I'm going to start, you know, um, I'm going to come up with something. Like, you know, the first person to leave a review for this podcast on Stitcher gets, I don't know, something <laughs> for me I have I have nothing to give away I have no swag I have no t-shirts I have no coffee cups I have no pens I got nothing when I develop some swag though you'll be the first one to get it um, so anyway I, I just thank everybody for listening and putting up with me um, once again the drop go vote in the poll will you watch or follow the 2018 Olympia coverage also there the phone number 865-518-2974 for the Q&A um, call leave me a message and uh, we'll tackle that in an upcoming episode so um, I hope everyone is enjoying their summer um, we're heading through the, the back half of July here it's August school starting back up pretty soon so um I hope everyone has a good time with it. Get outdoors, enjoy your stuff. If you've got a show coming up, good luck to you. I know um, this weekend is quiet for me, the 14th, but the 21st, I've got, I think, four clients competing in shows um, all over the place as well. So that'll be a big, big, exciting, fun day. Um, With any luck, uh, we'll be back in touch and you'll hear back from me again before that. So at any rate, uh, thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. I hope everybody has a great weekend.